0: Our special guest today is KDH from, you probably know him from YouTube. And, um, he goes by Keelan, apparently. So, we'll just call him KDH, though, so, because it's easy. It's easy for me to say.
1: Hold on, I thought you said we were getting Katie Tunstallin. in. This well, is, this is not the show you promised me, Bri. I, oh. I just, I know, but I was I was trying I was trying to like
0: build you up and get you super excited because I know how much right. love guitar riffs and KT Tunstall stuff. Right, right?
1: I-, I may have said things that he doesn't <laughs> like. He he might want to say nasty things about me now. <laughs> I'm well, going to be extra good you, here.
0: To be to be honest, though, you probably deserve some of the bashing.
1: I deserve that, it all.
0: That, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I am a massive idiot. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, uh, it is Keelan. Very good. good to have you um, on here. Yeah, um, thanks for coming on. So, Brian, I'll let you fire off because you're the pro and I'm the, uh, I'm I the am? stooge. Dude, uh, I'm, just the guy that,
0: I'm just a guy that like started modifying pedals and decided to record a podcast.
1: I thought on, we'd moved uh, about into about diode production. That. I thought we'd given up on pedals. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were just making to. germanium diodes. That's it we, now, right?
0: We probably need to at this point. So, and we'll get into that in a little bit because I, I really want to get uh, your take as well, KDH. Yeah. So... Let's, let's, let me kind of start from the very beginning. You have, you have a young Keelan who's, you know, in his bedroom and asks his mom or dad, you know, can you, can you give me a guitar for my, for my Christmas present or something? Right. Is that kind of how that went? And um, you're like, you listen to the Docking, right? And
2: you're <laughs> so, rocking out, rocking with Docking. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, st- I watched the School of
1: Rock movie with Jack
2: Black, and I just really? thought that, that was the coolest oh God, thing. He's ever. really
1: young, Bry. He's going to make us feel like the most old boomers ever. Like when was, you said.
0: I was 45 when that movie came out. That's good to say. Uh. <laughs> well,
2: I'm 24. Oh. So- <laughs> that might be an exclusive because I've never no, said how old I
0: am. Yeah, you have it, actually. I mean, well, no. I will say this. So. <laughs> You for 20, that's good. That's terrible. You are a very mature 24 year old. So I would have never guessed that.
2: That doesn't mean I look old. (laughs) No, 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 no,
0: no, no. (laughs) No, It it means you sound old, old,
1: I think. You you have a wisdom that
0: back in my day, (laughs) I mean, you really do kind of have this wisdom about you that seems like it comes with a little bit of life experience. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe, maybe you just come across well on YouTube. I
2: don't know. Well, walk uh, us through like this journey. Okay, I was a kid. Music was always a big thing, and it was like rock, hard rock. That was what my dad was listening to. Like one of my first memories that I can remember ever was Aerosmith on the radio. Um, so that good parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he owned a guitar. Um, it was. It's been on the channel a couple of times. Like an old, like seventies Ibanez Les Paul copy. And when I was like 8, he showed me it, and I didn't care. Uh So then you just, okay, fine. Uh You're not interested in that. Then fast forward to me being like 10 or 11. I see the School of Rock movie, and I thought it was the coolest thing to ever exist, ever. Jack Black's playing guitar, and there's kids playing guitar, and I want to do that. So I... Uh, by this stage, I think... We kind of, put, we put his guitar away, like, in the attic, forgot about it, and uh I wanted an electric guitar, so I saved up, and after Christmas, it was January, went down to, like, a local market and bought a Washburn starter pack, brought it home, plugged in a horrible sounding, retrospectively, little practice amp, turned it to 10, and just, like, Picked every string and moved my my left hand as fast as I could. I don't need lessons. This is easy. Um, and it went from there. That was that was guitar. And this that's feels familiar. Wild. I was yeah. going to
1: say this is exactly how we all started. I think I don't need lessons. I know the pentatonic. I'm fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so. I mean, your dad's obviously a musician if he's
2: got a guitar. Well, is not he- really. <laughs> like he knows really? a couple of chords but that, like that that that's it he doesn't play them he so wasn't
0: like growing up playing having bands in the house or nothing like that then not really well cuz you cuz you're in a band called Walker right yeah yeah and so what got you to want to do that cuz that's more of a modern medley sort of thing
2: right well no not really um if you listen to Walker it's it's very much rooted in like the '80s hard rock style. Okay. Um, and and because that was the music that I was listening to from like it's the first thing I can remember. The second earliest memory I can remember is Wasp. I was sitting in the back of the really? car. I was probably like five, and it was it was a uh, Tormentor or something like that, where the 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 beginning of the song starts with chains and they're panned hard left, hard right. And I, could, and I just thought that was, oh, what's going on? As, like, tiny KDH in the back of a car. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was cool. But that's the music I've been listening to for years. And then, um, like, I met the singer and guitar player at a gig. Um, and, like, we knew each other off, like, Facebook or whatever. Um, and said, hey, we may, maybe we should just, like, jam together. We jammed acoustically and after the first acoustic demos, we, we, we should do we should start a band, electric, full full on, and and that's where Walker started.
1: Oh wow! So what's it's, the significance of the name?
2: Um, it's it's his last name. See, because I'm rooted uh. in that style, I was thinking all the all the bands I like begin with W: White Warrant, Winger, Uh, Warlock. Wasp, all of them have. Wink Floyd. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all of them have W's. And I just thought, eh, we, we've got W. We've got a W right here. He didn't want to call it that, but <laughs> I did. Oh, that's awesome.
0: So you actually so were a product of the 80s stuff, even though you were born after the 80s. But Let's not go into the birth again. It's, he's too not, young. No, no, we're I mean, so like I'm, I'm thinking this through because like this messes with my brain a little bit because I. I grew up in the eighties trying to play that stuff. And like, I love George Lynch, like absolutely love him, but I just cannot play that style very well. And so as a result, like somewhere along the lines, I got pulled into a country band and the finger chicken picking thing just came really super easy to me, but I have always wanted to be a shredder. (laughs) So it's, it's like when I see people that, you know, just pick it up so easily. Like it's like, it's just, you know, second nature. I'm always like, how did you, how did, how are you able to do this? And so many of us, other, other people just cannot do the thing physically.
2: You know, well, my, my practice schedule for like a good year and a half or, or whatever it was, when I wanted to build up speed, play fast was, and it, it, it's, it's a, it's hilarious, but it's true. Everything is 100% true here. I would sit down with my guitar unplugged and I'd take whatever scale or whatever I wanted to do really, really fast. And I'd watch Judge Judy and I would just play it because it was it was boring enough TV to where it would it would be slightly more interesting than just playing a scale. But you could it wasn't interesting enough to where you would forget about the playing. So it was just just that nice. On
1: actually, the of, there is a lot to be said for that. When I watch football at the weekend, all the teams I'm not interested in, I will be practicing scales over. Because you can just kind of put like one eye on the football and, and one eye on the fretboard, and and it just sinks in because you just sat there doing it all the time. Judge Judy is next level. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that much. But
0: uh, I, it kind of gave me an idea, so I think I have a new theme for my YouTube channel. This is the vi- This is the video channel Judge that you want to watch. <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: no, yes, no what? Yes, this is We've perfect. Do it.
0: Perfect video entertainment whenever you want to practice your skills because you know it's fairly mediocre every other way, right? Is mm, That a good one. I, I, I forgot something there.
1: Judge, no, judge it's one there. Or, okay. or, or nothing. I'm, so look, let's, I'm looking um, for an angle. Let, let's skip into. So, firstly, you're you're in Ireland. You lived in Ireland all your life. Yeah. Same sort of area. Yeah. Okay. Brian has literally never met anyone from Ireland, so if he says anything that's mildly racist against the Irish, yeah, I, I, I should apologize. I'll prod him later. Because yeah. for him, his <laughs> reference points are, are very, very small. Mine aren't much bigger, but his are very slim. Yeah, We're, it's, we're, uh, we're
2: not very different from the rest of the world, I suppose. It's yes. not a, greetings, an alien race, we come in peace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's not just rainbows and stuff like the and gold pots
2: uh, and stuff. All oh, like I mean, that. it rains a lot. That's yeah. about the only. time <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I've uh, I've never been to. I've never been anywhere over there except for Russia.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Brian's never left Martinsville. Yeah, yeah maybe pretty, pretty
0: much. It's like, yeah, <laughs>
1: I know where the Walmart is down off Highway 69. That's about it. <laughs> so, I, I'm glad you told us your age because you do look really young in some of your earlier videos and I'm, I'm guessing you were like 19 when you started your channel then, were you? Around that sort of time? Mm, yeah, 19, 9, 20. 19 or, or 20, something like that. So, what inspired you to start a yeah. channel, but, but most in, interestingly, I, I think for me and, and hopefully the listeners, one that didn't just go, oh look I've got a cool pedal, I'm going to play it, but actually I'm going to say you, you prodded the dark underbelly of the Guitar world, a little bit. Prodded might be a little bit too strong, but you know what I'm saying.
2: I, it, it makes me sound cooler when you say that. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, well.
2: The man who prodded s- the dark underbelly. <laughs> yeah, that makes it. I, I'm available for I was, PR. I was going to say, clearly. Richard, Richard,
0: you can hire him for, for you know, jingle work and voiceover
1: <laughs> stuff. He, he can do it. Pretty reasonable. Um, no, but. Because, I, I think from a British perspective, and again, I I don't want to necessarily uh, over compliment you here, but I kind of got that panorama vibe. I was like, this is like those programs that serious people watch because you do take a very investigative journalist view of everything. And it isn't just about the, you know, saying the bad things to get the clicks. You try to be as balanced as possible. And there is a journalistic, like it, it, if I was a gambling man, which I'm definitely not. That's my wife. Shh, gambling woman. Um, <laughs> wife a gambling man? I'm in more trouble oh, already. Um, you do you. I would say you did like a journalism degree or something <laughs> like that, but I could be completely off the rails there.
2: You know what? You're not the first person uh, to say that, but no. I have no uh, third level education. I have no specific degrees in anything. I didn't set out to do any sort of journalistic things. It just sort of happened. Interesting. Um, I I started up a YouTube channel because it got to the point that because uh, because okay, we we've established that I I'm of of a certain generation, and my generation is that of YouTube started to replace TV.
1: Yeah, my daughter's so, generation. My my yeah. daughter's twenty one next year, so she, I, I understand how wrong you all are. Uh, so see, see, yeah. that's
0: me. Perfect. I mean, I'm fifty years old, but. That is me. Like I, I don't watch anything but
2: YouTube hmm. and, and so, like South Park. So YouTube, YouTube replaced TV, and, and the great bit about that is that you could get a constant stream of what exactly what you're interested in constantly. Like you didn't have to wait till whatever time for whatever show to to come on. So I was watching everything, and. I was watching gear reviews and I was I started to notice and I'm sure we'll, we'll mention this a little bit later I started to notice you know on on one day every single thing is the same it's the same video from everyone this product whatever and it like this uh I I don't like watching this I don't want to watch this I can do this better so I just started I did a, a couple reviews um of just guitars that i had and and that was fine and i continued to do reviews of guitars that i have um and then i mean i i started to to get annoyed at some youtubers that i was watching when i was like I was, I was there were different reasons different people but i was getting annoyed and then i i put all that together in a script and read it out in front of a camera and then that that kind of took off We'll be right back.
0: Is real music dying? What even is real music? And who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So, tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. So, so if I can ask, so you, I actually thought you were shooting it all from the gut. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's interesting that you would do a script. So you're putting the information in a script, reading it off of, I guess, like some sort of teleprompting type thing, right? It uh,
2: was a MacBook no. in the early days. It was, a Ma- it, was a, it was a MacBook. Yeah, um, I only did that for like one video. It's actually my I, biggest I,
1: video though, probably. Right? No, actually,
2: <laughs> my my biggest video was a video that I thought would would be a complete flop and it would get three thousand views and it's at like a, at eight hundred thousand. Isn't so. that
0: all oh, that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, this is a turd.
2: And then you're like, "Why are people
0: watching this?"
2: (laughs) No, I just write it. I just type it into my phone, into my like my notes app, and Mm -hmm. then I write a paragraph. I read the paragraph. I say the paragraph to the camera. I then look at the look at the phone again. Say another paragraph to the camera, and then I just put it all together. Wow, that's that's the current format, anyway.
0: Do Do you ever like? Sort of embellish on the paragraph, like you're reading the paragraph and now that, but as you're saying it out loud, maybe you have more thoughts. That sometimes happens.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like, but most of the time it's very structured, very, uh, very scripted because it's, it's least on the controversial videos or controversial in air quote videos. Um, you know, you can't just say anything. You have to go in prepared. You have to. Right. You know, structure everything.
1: Uh, like I'm going to have to tackle one of the most controversial videos straight away. Go for the, it. The Carla Tremolo, alright? Because I had one. one of those fitted to a 1987 Strat and you missed the absolute worst thing about those things, was their screws were incredibly soft. And so like 1990 me, I was 15 years old, I was adjusting my Carla Trem and I broke one of the screws on it. You try and find one of those screws in the UK before the internet. Like, it is impossible. So I will never have a Carla trim as a result of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never have broken a screw no, on a I, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah I...
1: You... I, I no, what, uh, so, Richard, if I can ask... That.
0: Yeah, what, what were you tightening it with? Did you have, like, an Allen wrench... And then, like a lever on the end of the Allen wrench, like trying to tighten it. Or
1: isn't that how you're supposed to do it? I was told <laughs> you put an adapter on a tire iron, and that's how you did it. Exactly. Just I, use lots in, of leverage. In honesty, I think I was just a bit stupid and/or lazy because I never used to really take the, um, the, the 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 nut apart and tune it at the top, and then I just kept using the fine tuners to tune it. And I just pushed it and, pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And one day it bent and then it broke. And I think that's just because I was a lazy 15 year old and knew nothing and knew nobody who could tell me, uh, you shouldn't I, be doing uh, it like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So I, I can relate because when I was young, I had, I don't even remember what it, it was, a Flying V, but it wasn't a Gibson. It was like a Series 10 Flying V or something, which is, I don't know if you remember that brand or not, but older brand. And I didn't know like how tight to tight the Lucky Nut. So I tightened it so tight it broke all the strings, and you know, like Good trick, you know, like fifteen-year-old me was like, "What the hell's wrong with these strings?" And it was actually, uh,
1: you know, just a user error, apparently. That's it's what I'm also, because you're massively buff and you were working <laughs> yeah. out even back then, you're just like, "I'm yeah. flexing my little finger."
0: All one hundred sixty-five pounds. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's all that. It's all that massive muscle I'm carrying.
1: So, joking aside, though, when when did you think? you know what, I am actually going to do something a little different with my videos. I'm going to try and do something and tackle things that people aren't talking about so much. Not just that everyone's doing the same demo, but I want to look at, you know, maybe this doesn't sit quite right with me. Maybe it doesn't sit quite right with other people. What was the first It was close enough
2: from the beginning, you know? Oh, really? I was doing different demos, but I was also scripting, like, from the beginning for, for bigger videos. So, um, yeah, I was just voicing my frustration in the early days. And it gets called journalistic, or I've never called myself a journalist or anything. It It's, uh, like, it's merely just been, here's me saying what I think. And then it progressed into people were saying, oh, well, you have to ask for comment. Do I? Oh, okay. So then I started doing <laughs> that. <laughs> so
0: your Orms, if I'm, if I didn't understand correctly, the Ormsby looks like to be the oldest video, the future of fan frets. You, is your
2: first Oh, yeah, video. yeah. First so, every video.
0: Gotcha. So then from that, like, obvi- obviously, like, I'd be an idiot to not talk about the Chapman stuff, like, that's blown oh, the up the internet, right? It's, I mean... Everybody wants to hear you. No
1: no kinda, no, kinda no, no. Kinda... Not everyone wants to hear everyone just wants to know where you got the sunglasses from. Cause they <laughs> were some crazy mirror shades, my friend. They, they weren't were just, just... bog standard aviators.
2: They were they were there solely because I um I was just reading the script off the MacBook. I hadn't worked out how to read like like that was pages and pages and pages of stuff. I hadn't worked out how to read or like now I know how to do it, but then I didn't. I was just a guy, I still am, just a guy with a camera. So it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, no one teaches you this stuff. So I just, okay, I'm going to put on these so that way I can, my <laughs> head can look straight at the camera and my eyes can look at the. Ah,
0: script. the old Casey Neistat trick.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah okay. Uh, but, so yeah. That's a good idea. I, I mean, l- let's look at the Rob Chapman video because that is probably, uh f- for me, the sort of, breakout moment when you hit most people's radars. Yeah, yeah, that's when... Yeah, absolutely. uh, And I don't know Rob um, at all. I've seen a lot of Chapman Guitars and Andertons. I I go to visit Andertons. They're one of our dealers, obviously. I get on with the guys there. But I, I don't know Rob from Adam. And as I came into the kind of guitar industry kind of five years ago, I think he was pretty much at his peak, but I wasn't crossing that path. And since then... I haven't seen so much of, you know, the publicity machine or sort of video about a UFO once. That was pretty interesting. Uh, But I I guess that was probably, you know, seen almost as like a a giant slaying video in a way for you. Not by you, but by others, I'm saying. Well,
2: it's interesting, right? Because that video came out of, of frustration. As I mentioned, YouTube replaced TV for me and one of the TV stations was Rob Chapman. That was, that was one of the very early YouTube channels that was doing stuff. And it was progressively doing things that were frustrating me more and more and more. And I just decided to say that, compile all the things that it was annoying. And I released that video and that video wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have been, it, it wouldn't have done anything. Uh, I think it got, it got like 8,000 views at the time. And now that for me at the time was, Oh wow, this is a huge video. Yeah. But it got 8,000 views. And then, uh, another YouTuber covered it, like did a video, like kind of a reaction to it. Like a reaction of your video covering Yeah. Tournament. Gotcha. And then that video got like, Oh, that video got like 30,000 views. And then Rob himself did a response video that I has been since that. deleted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a he did a video, and then suddenly the the video shot up and uh, spiked and uh, however many I don't know hundred thousand or whatever. It it made it to become a, a much bigger thing than it would have ever been on its he- own.
0: He literally said, "Here's a bunch of people to watch your videos." Now you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Essentially, I mean, mean intentionally,
0: right? But I mean, at the end of the day, like the people mm-hmm. that watched your vid- watched that video, watched your video, and then went to see what else you had on your channel and said, oh, "I want to subscribe to this guy."
2: Well, that's not how it worked, really? actually. At the, at the time, um, what happened was and this was sort of the big the kind of the more controversy than the actual video itself that that video that i put out if you look back at it there's no point that you'd go oh that's a really serious point that's that's the career killer that's the oh it's it's not the giant slayer video that it seems to have gained this reputation for because that's actually not the video that did it um so i released that video he does his response in that response uh he he says i can't even remember what it is, because it, its because it was been deleted yeah, for some many years now. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall, I just remember it coming out. But, after that, I noticed one thing, in particular. I was getting hundreds of comments and everything, and they weren't exactly friendly. Um, mm. as, as you would expect, right? Uh, some of them were were uh, particularly, you know, like, if I ever see you, I'm going to
1: kill you, so on and so forth. Now, I'm, I'm sorry uh, for uh, writing I, that, I, was, I take I was, that back. Which <laughs> 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 is, yeah. It was. I now, was young time, and impressionable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> at the time, like I was, like you, you could tell me that if you see me, you're going to kill me now. And it's oh, okay, see you then. Um, but, ne- but at the time, that was that was scary because that never happened. And yeah. especially when when like ten or twenty or thirty or forty of those are happening all at the it, same especially time. Especially,
1: I think when you contextualize it with your age, because honestly, I, I hadn't pegged an age for you until yeah. you said it. I knew you were yeah. a younger guy. It's obvious, but you know, when I think. Yeah, uh, if I was 20 and I had like random people on the internet sending me like threatening messages, that would that would really screw with my head. No doubt. No doubt. So so that
2: happens. And at the time, the, the scariest one for me was um like if, I don't it was it was it was really scary because someone just just wrote a, a comment on my video and it was it was something like um it was. It was. I can't even remember. I can't. I'm not going to paraphrase it, but it was. It was accusing me of statutory rape what? and and all sorts of things. Yeah. It, it was. It was. Pro- and and that was like. So I, I even like went to a police station to like say, hey, um, like these are false allegations. What do, what do I do? You know, um, right. but uh, because it was scary. Because you know, how do you how do you prove something that doesn't happen? Right. Um, but what was scarier was that comment came out and minutes later, Rob Chapman was responding underneath it. Oh. Yeah. And, and that that was uh, really, really scary. So I, I privated the video and right that, that, my, YouTube's over for me. I'm done. I'm going to disappear. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Right. And I got a message from another YouTuber called uh, Dovida. Yeah. Yeah, we know Dovida. And oh,
1: we know that fellow. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he said, Hey, I, I saw your
2: video. I thought it was really good. Where is it? And I explained, well, did this happen? And he said, send me the screenshots, send me everything, tell me about it. And uh, I did. And he made uh, a video talking about it, showcasing that element. And that bit was the, that was the giant slayer video. That was the one that, that kind of changed everything. I, that got more video, more views than the, original video did
1: huh i i i i actually did not know this part but i seem to remember yeah. when we spoke to him him mentioning it i mean david das is probably one of the most unique forces of nature in our industry at the moment like he basically is a modern day thor and he knows it and, <laughs> and he goes around posing with fabio he right? right he's not only and,
0: handsome he's big
1: and muscular but he's mad talented <laughs> and he's super intelligent i mean to be able to you know Translate everything he's done, and move to a different country, and become the star he has. You know, he he he's a, a great guy and really really funny. So having someone like him back you up is actually that is a, a pretty big yeah. endorsement uh, because he he plays it very fair down the line. He's not you know he's not biased. We send him gear, but he will only play it if it's like good. We're not like we, we we've never got him to try and do anything for us. If he does it, it's just off his own back. So. Man. Um, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. So, so how did it play out beyond that? Then after that happened,
2: so Davidas and he also got one of his friends um, become the knight uh, yeah. to also make a video. Yeah, I know him as well. Yeah. And Super so nice those kid. videos went out on the same day, and the tide turned because it showcased, you know, it showcased everything. And and then Dovidas was begging me to please put up the the video back up, uh, the the video that you made make it public again um so I did and then the the tide turned there was support then again for uh for the video but yeah it was quite a roller coaster when I initially put it out there was support for it then the Chapman video came out death threats uh (laughs) and then the WDAS video support again Hmm, what, um, what can we learn from this about
0: well, our say, most recent release?
1: I can, release? I can we're relate in a death threat stage right now. Right,
0: <laughs> I can relate to that. Not only with it with the germanium diode situation of last two weeks, but also there was a video I did that was basically like, "All right, there's so little difference between the TS9 and TS808. You're not going to hear the difference because mathematically, it's basically the same damn thing, except the output impedance. Anyways. The amount of people that got violently frustrated with me was just staggering. I'm like, guys, we're talking about resistors, like we're arguing <laughs> in terms of like wanting to harm someone over resistor values. let us I mean,
1: this is ridiculous. And, and I think that's <laughs> that's the really important context to all of this. Ultimately, everything, yeah, business is serious. Uh, nobody wants, you know, threats made against... But we're talking about toys. We're talking about pedals, we're talking about guitars. Yet Some people make a living out of it, but most people do it for pleasure. So it's not like we're talking about inheritance tax rates for the wealthy or something that might have an effect on future generations. We're talking about toys. And as far as Brian and I go, the reason we get on well in business and, and, and enjoy this, we just want to make cool toys... And be honest about that. We don't want to try and, you know, pull the wool over people. That said, the new Germanium Tumnus Deluxe has extra <laughs> unicorn Germanium inside it. I guarantee it 100%. We
0: captured so
1: many unicorns so, to make that pedal. I mean, I've got to say, I, I have on this show uh, said things that weren't entirely kind about your output. And it came from a place of love because you were making videos about something. I was like, well, surely everyone knows that. And and this guy's just like trying to be controversial, but I think in a world podcasting exclusive, well, for this show anyway, <laughs> I'm going to have to say, I feel bad for actually criticizing you because I hadn't realized how much other people had, had already done it. I didn't need to do it. My job was already done, but it's a tough role for you to have on because there's no doubt you are now seen pretty much as like, you know, that guy who makes the divisive videos. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. No one's going to argue. I mean, argue. surely
0: you go to the guitar stores and people know you.
2: Sometimes. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. But it, it happens sometimes. Like, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen at a guitar store. It's going to happen at Nam. Right. Um, But... You know, it's, it's interesting, because I've talked to other people, and no one gets this right, but I always get accused of, You're, you just make negative videos, right? And that's fair to say, I do make negative videos, but I've looked at it, it's about a 50-50 split. There are just as many positive videos as there, as there are negative ones, but no one remembers the positive ones. Right?
0: I gonna say, people, the ones that pop are the ones that probably are a little more controversial, which probably explains more about what people want to view. More than yeah.
2: anything else, like g- I just upload whatever I want, and it might be a, a this is cool today video, <laughs> or it might be this is not cool today video. It's up to you to 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 watch it, and uh, I I always find it funny that the angry people who are angry about it being negative are only ever commenting on the negative videos. It's kind of like going to Disneyland and being angry if you see Mickey Mouse. You know, it, it's <laughs> what are you expecting? Like I, I don't uh, I don't pretend like. Uh, that this video is a positive one, if it isn't.
1: Right. No, and and, uh, again, so one of your recent videos looked at the the $2,000 Chinese guitars. Um, I actually found the video more entertaining from a historical viewpoint, because I didn't realise the point about why Marshall existed, you know, and and why Burns existed. I, I knew that there was some post-war manufacturing stuff, but I didn't really understand it. So I think there is also an opportunity to genuinely educate under the banner of, I'm going to say clickbait, because me and Brian are also exponents of of clickbait. You know, if we we've learned from hard experience, if we put a video out that says, this is a fantastic pedal, like three people watch it. And if we put a video out saying, you're not going to believe the one thing <laughs> that this pedal can do for your weight loss then three million people are going to see it. (laughs) You know, so we use clickbait. Four billion comments. Right. Right. It's like, (laughs) I haven't lost anything. But, you know, we live in that world. We accept that actually clickbait brings you to the video, but the content is what keeps you there. And if you weren't making good content, you wouldn't be hitting, um, I mean, I think your Anderton's video was on like 300,000 last time I looked. I haven't looked recently. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, you know, you're getting some serious numbers and i think you're not a video um i think that got like a 80,000 within like 2 weeks of release or something i was like you know people are watching you so that's it's both a blessing and a curse i think um yeah well i i i
2: i just say what i think and you're not you don't have to agree with me all the time in fact it would be really weird if you if you did <laughs> Uh i would much prefer you to say but, but some people take it like too far you know like it's and and it, it's it's because i've been doing this for what four years now I, i've seen the patterns happen and what happens is i'll come out with a video and it might be a controversial one and it'll be saying this is bad and someone will agree with that yes i'm finally glad someone is saying this fantastic video, liked and subscribed and I'll say something else that's controversial oh I don't like this, whatever, and they'll, they'll agree with it until it reaches the point that I say something that they disagree with these guitars have, have been known to have bad, uh, poor quality, and they bought one and it didn't and it just blows their mind that I've said something that they don't agree with, and then they get angry about it, unsubscribed and then every <laughs> other video is them telling me how wrong I am, no matter what it is yeah. and then it, <laughs> And it's, but then eventually, because I've seen it happen, it comes in circles. Eventually, I just gain them back a little bit. And then they're telling me that they, oh, I've subscribed, great videos. So it's just a circle. Um, But I would much rather you disagree and just, I disagree at this point, you know, like a normal person and not not, not have a vendetta. (laughs) I hope you
0: die. How dare you make a pedal with limited germanium diodes? (laughs) And this is, its all your fault. Why America is so terrible, Wampler? <laughs> I
1: mean that—that that bit is partially true. Um, <laughs> the other bit, uh, maybe not so much. But um, so yeah, look, look yeah, I, I, and I agree. We we need more. Um, we, we need more differences of views, but it should all be conducted in a civilized or comedic manner at the very least. You know, like I say, we, we've we definitely had uh, a, a couple of pops at you. Uh, actually, I say we. You say you me, we. Uh, <laughs> me. Uh, but I've always tried to do them with humor. Uh, because ultimately, like I say, we're talking about toys here. Right. I mean, this is a, this is supposed to be fun. That's how we was, always look. Like. This is yeah, supposed to be fun. It, it's supposed to be fun. Know? But both Brian and me have have been on the other end and had, you know, fairly seriously nasty emails sent to us or people writing comments, you know, that um, really, you know, keep you awake at night. And, and that part of it all absolutely uh, annoys the hell out of me because, like I say, we're talking about toys. But how do you cope with that now? Is it now just water off a duck's back to you? Are you hardened to it? We started yeah, training like, legally it, it, it was it
2: was tri- <laughs> trial by fire I suppose the Chapman thing was all I needed right uh because if like that you you can't get worse than than that so um yeah you can pretty much say anything hmm. and it doesn't really matter I, I'm certainly not gonna lose any sleep uh, so yeah it's it's I, i'm I'm hardened by
1: uh by by all of <laughs> by, by the internet <laughs> It, it, it's, it's it's a learning curve, but it happens
0: to us all. I'm curious, like, does, is this like your full-time gig now, or do you do something else, and the videos are just... Yeah, this
1: is, this is the full-time Is thing. it
0: good for you, man? That's awesome. It's
1: be- better than working in a bakery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, it depends which yeah. bakery. 100% better than working in a Gregg's, that's a terrible thing, but... <laughs> I don't know, in Ireland, you've probably got some pretty good, like, family bakers left. Gregg's probably hasn't taken everything over yet, so... No, know. no, we don't have Gregs. No, oh.
2: but like this was like a factory bakery, you know, like trays and trays and That's trays. Greg's, Cakes yeah. are heavier than pedal boards. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> True, if yeah. you stack enough up, they're heavier than pedal boards. This is very and, very
0: good. and uh, you know they don't sound as good either. You know, no, really, but they taste better. Well, so how are you? How are you? Kind of. Coming into topics like some of them you, you can't avoid,
1: right? Like, I mean, the they're, not tumness, yeah, yeah, the no, they're not a like yeah, they're made, like, made for you clearly, um, right? But because- other
0: stuff that's done, that's done, um, like for example, I'm trying to look at like the quad cortex is in trouble, I, that just popped up. That wasn't necessarily something that was popping, but it the video did well, people loved it, it was a great content. How. How are you coming about your topics? Are you doing specific research on what's going on in the industry or?
2: I, I'd like to think I'm very involved in knowing what's happening and keeping an eye on things. So if someone releases a product today, I'll keep an eye on it. If someone announces a lawsuit today, I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. Um, so. I look at these forums for review purposes. I look at videos for review purposes, try and get as much information about something as I possibly can um like I'm trying to think the quad cortex thing oh yeah, the quad cortex thing was was something that i I had known about and I'd been following since January of twenty twenty um so I knew about it and I was looking at it and decided to talk about it three years later, whatever it was. Right. Hmm. So, how
0: long does it take you to? You're coming up with the idea. You, you got to do some research on it, right? So that's probably hmm. a couple, maybe a day, maybe.
2: No, no, longer.
0: Is it really? Uh,
2: yeah, like for for videos, uh, I'd probably do a video a week, if 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 that. For for some of the like, I can do videos that that are much less involved. I can do like a tier list with right. my bandmate right. and we can just thats a, that guitar is ugly and that takes 40 minutes right. and it's done and that's just like hanging out with a buddy though with the camera yeah. on there right yeah yeah. so it's, it's much easier whereas I'd say gear reviews actually take the longest because I like to I like to spend time with it and I don't do them often because I can't do them with the time I'd like to spend
1: mm-hmm. with them um, gear reviews but, are hard work for, for like the, the best of our demo artists they will take four to five days to make a good gear review, and it will look like it's taken them, you know, it's just one take, but actually, it's a week's worth of really hard work to do a good gear review. Some people just are able to sit there and dial it in, but yeah, no, it's it's not an easy way to to earn money. It's, it's actually a lot of work.
2: Yeah, like, you've got, when you click on a video, you probably just think of the video but you're not thinking of in my case I script everything so there's there's the hours spent scripting every word that I'm saying I'm planning out how is the video going to work how am I going to open it how am I going to end it then there's the uh record if if like I'm recording guitar there's the miking up there's the dialing in there's recording it there's recording there's editing then there's the thumbnail, like you have to make your thumbnail. Uh, if you don't do that, you could have the best yeah, video ever. You no have to make
1: your thumbnail, Brian. <laughs> oh, that's easy. There's this uh, service called Dolly that you just uh... <laughs> no, I think it's called Ollie, and I think you just text him and go, Richard, I need a <laughs> I thumbnail. I know it's thumbnail. midnight,
0: you've got 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: uh, this is actually completely accurate. Um no, it's it, it. It is a lot of work. There's no doubt that it, whatever you do, if you're producing content on YouTube, it soon becomes a real job, uh, which people just don't get. They're like, "Oh, I can just twitch myself or whatever the, the crazy kids are doing." It doesn't work like that. It, it's proper work.
2: But then there's there's also like factoring in on how long it takes is like for example, I have a story now. I did the 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 thing. You have to ask for comment. Well, I did on Monday. It's now towards the end of the day on Wednesday. I'm gonna have to put this down as a as a reach out for comment and didn't hear anything back by Friday, you know? So there's those delays that are that are added in. I can't just pull something out.
1: So I mean that does actually segue nicely onto a a, a sort of mini point I had you've already said you've had no third-level education, so already you fit in well with us because we are, as I say, a bunch of complete idiots. <laughs> but, um, you know, have you started looking into any kind of, you know, self-training for law or anything like that? Because some of your videos have got... I, I've worked in the corporate finance world before, and I've dealt with, like, some of the country's, like, most heinous lawyers, and some of your... Ways of working wouldn't have been out of place in their practices. So I am like, he's got to have got <laughs> some that a sort of, that, yeah.
0: That's yeah, a backhanded that's compliment.
1: Sounded- that is a backhanded compliment. <laughs> but like, you are very careful not to do something unreasonable. So if you are just picking it up by reading the internet, then that is the power of the internet. But that that bit surprises me. Is that all? Just your gut instinct?
2: Yeah. That's, I've, I've never
1: looked up how to do any of it. Really? What did your dad, did your dad do for a living? Was he a barrister? Is, like, <laughs> no. is your dad a barrister and was your mum in the police force? <laughs> um, no. Okay. All right. I mean, that, that is surprising. That's actually,
0: He's, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed, man, because for that just to come natural, that's not a natural thing that comes to people.
2: The way I think about it is, and I, I do it with any controversial video. I when I'm scripting it scripting takes the longest point like scripting can legitimately take months that's that for for the big ones mm. big ones that I haven't even released yet that I started last year uh, that wow those ones those ones are are the ones that I know no matter what I say the 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 death threats will come back but those can take a very long time because the way I, I view it is if I was trying to sue me how would I do it? What did he say there? Oh, no, can't say that. What did he say there? Nothing. So my videos come out to where I feel like I could, I, I would be comfortable defending myself in any court for any, any video. smart. Uh, but I've done like, it's kind of just, it's just advanced chess, I suppose. You're predicting the other side's moves and you're eliminating their ability to do that before they even
1: can. Chess Brian is a game played with counters. It's a little like so, uh that beer pong game you're used to playing. Is it Is it like where different.
0: two people have cards and the person with the highest card wins? Is it like it's that? It's
1: exactly the same.
0: Okay. Exactly I just wondered. Players.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, that that's my favorite game. Yeah. Oh, I I I thought you <laughs> needed a, a bit of a I could see your eyes glazing over when he said chess. I was like I better help him out here.
0: <laughs> I was googling what chess
1: is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, so you did a I just saw a video yesterday. About TikTok that you did. And I was like, "Ah," it was right on the money with something I struggle with. So there's parts I there's a very limited amount of information I like on TikTok. That has nothing to do with guitar. In fact, that's the thing I hate about TikTok, is because like I see people try to do demos, and I got a lot of hate for this. I see people try to do like the pedal demo on TikTok. It just doesn't work. Like it just I mean, you get a couple hundred views. No one, no one really is looking for that. And so, I'm, tr- I'm, I myself, am trying to figure out. Well, what kind of information can I put on TikTok that one people are going to watch, and that you know is not just some hokey thing where I'm setting a guitar on fire and trying to get a bunch of views, you know?
2: Yeah, I'd say TikTok is more more suited for. Uh, for your content, Brian, I'd say it's more suited for that one particular guitar flip that you did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just need to do that with every guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's the way to go TikTok viral.
0: Okay, let me just write this down. Step one. I, I mean, I've just avoided
1: the TikTok world entirely. I've left that to my daughter's generation. I'm like, no, uh, I, I, it's too far for me. It's just like, I can cope with Instagram, I can cope with Facebook, but TikTok, no. you got to go into the UFO uh, section, my man. That's where the fun is. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've got... got, um, This is a complete tangent. I've got an acquaintance. uh, He's a school friend. He believes that 200 years ago, there was an X-Factor event where the previous generation that lived on this planet were wiped out by this huge electrical storm and he walks around his hometown pointing out bricks that are melted i'm like <laughs> they're not melted dude they've just aged over 200 years he's like they've melted
2: that's a, that's a different x factor than what i thought i thought simon kale <laughs> well, was, uh, was doing again, that again
1: he he uses the term x factor in a way that made me think yeah i, I was expecting a panel of judges here but he's like no <laughs> like there was an electrical storm and it melted all of these ancient buildings and we lost the secrets of free energy and i'm like I'm telling you, you have not lost the secrets of free energy. You've lost the secret of sanity. But, um, (laughs) yeah, you can go down some weird rabbit holes on on (laughs) social media. Um, He he says it's the theory of meltology. I'm like, the only thing that's melted at the moment are your brain (laughs) cells. Meltology?
0: Is that a thing? Meltology?
1: Apparently so bricks melt at like 1500 degrees centigrade it's like that's not happening anytime soon my friend but anyway it takes all sorts uh i, I digress Bri. um th- but that's why i stay off tiktok because i would just digress <laughs> um so look let's talk about some recent controversy on our front then um because i, I, I one of the reasons like again why we thought engaging with everybody is always a good thing. But someone like yourself who who probably, you know, traditionally we would have thought might be divisive, might not be, is we're always trying to do better. We are genuinely, Brian and I are trying to do things better. And we released this pedal. We thought we'd anticipated demand. Turns out we didn't. And as I said, we, we are the world's worst pedal builders <laughs> for not knowing how many everybody wanted to buy off us.
0: Um, I under-anticipated how much people wanted
1: a Klon-type pedal Still, <laughs> Right! You wait till they hear about our tube screamer that we're bringing out, right? <laughs> oh man, it's, it's fancy. But I wanted to one look at that with you, but also generally, you know, do you think that the guitar and the music industry is improving on an ethical basis? Do you think you are seeing less shady practices than when you sort of maybe started out or is it just the same and just coated differently
2: um i think i'll be employed for life if i'm just looking at shady practices <laughs> in the music industry uh, so i don't Good think answer. i don't think it's it's changing really but i think um maybe people are hiding it better i don't know but like the 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 music industry has has had a history since its beginning of just being not not the nicest place you know you you You've got the, the the record deals that are just screw a band over or whatever, and that's been from the beginning um but I suppose when it comes to like ethics in the guitar world it's, it's very it's hard to talk about because you know we're we're expecting this that culturally ethics are different it's a, like though it's a very wide world, and what I think is right might not be what you think is right if you're in a completely different place. With completely different thoughts about things, you know, um, so it's hard to talk about, like, because it's so vast. But I mean, I mean, when it comes to pedals, I think pe- pedal the pedal industry is 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 kind of different to everything else. I think, like, you guys are in the in the pedal industry, but like, if a guitar company came out with that, that's also weird right if prs come out with a silver sky it's a strat copy but that's okay but if someone else came out with a strat copy it would be how dare they come out with a strat, <laughs> a strat copy they're ripping off fender with the pedal industry it's a little bit different because you know everybody's got a clon everybody's got a tube screamer a blues breaker you know there, there's yeah people specifically kind of allowed. ask for a clone yeah it's weird yeah so that's allowed but it depends on how you do it, I suppose, because, like, Behringer are known for their clones, but the synth players hate them for it, um, whereas the guitar players are fine with it. it, it it's, 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 it's a very,
1: very strange It is a very strange setup. I, I mean, look, JHS, we can all accept, have done an immense job of marketing themselves over the last five years, because five years ago, everyone was just like, don't they just make clones? And the reality is, is they kind of still do just make clones. There's Josh's spin on them, but it's not that. That's not really what people want. They we you know we've talked about this before. Pedals are kind of like Pokemon cards to people. They want to collect different variants, so they actually don't care if they're clones. And as long as you're, oh, I hate to use the word in, in this context, but as long as you're transparent about what you're basing it on then yeah. I don't see there being a real problem. So, you know, the fact that people will be like, um, and I'll just pick any random Josh pedal, um, the Angry Charlie, that's basically, sorry, the, the Morning Glory, that's basically a blues breaker, the blues it? breaker circuit. Yeah. Right. And we've got the Pantheon, it's basically a blues breaker. And, of course, there's the Prince of Tone and there's the King of Tone. Blues breaker, blues breaker times two. You know, all of these pedals can still exist because they're the same circuit, the same clipping at the end of the day, but no one's hiding what they're based on, so I think the customer feels, yeah, fine, I can make my choice. I think where I have an issue is is like you say, Keenan, is is where someone, you know, th- this is a unique circuit, this is special, and it's not, it's it's just right. one resistor value change. <laughs> Brian Wambler. <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, well, I mean, I, what comes to my mind is I, I remember seeing, I haven't seen this recently but a few years ago, there was a company that was making Marshall Sounding pedals, and it was just a tube screamer, like stock tube screamer. And I was like, "Come, come on! Like, sit, at least put a little effort into it. If you're going to try to make it, you're going to make something that sounds like a Marshall. It is not a tube screamer,
1: you know." But so, then we then we come to Demon FX, which is the absolute ah. sharpest end of the market. Oof. That is, I'm not just going to copy your circuit. I'm gonna copy everything, <laughs> right down to the layout, the looks, and everything. Have you have you done a video on them yet, or have I just ruined one of your future videos? <laughs> I apologise if the latter is true.
2: <laughs> I have. I haven't talked about them. Uh, it's it's because that's also another interesting topic because of the pedal thing. The immediate response is yeah, but what are they like? I can completely see the problem though because it's it's. So you paid someone to design your pedals visuals, and they've just copied that. Yeah. So then it's it's the
1: McDowell's you know, McDonald's coming to America thing. You know, it's they've got the Big Mac, we've got the I forget what it was in in Coming to America, but you know it, it's so close, you know exactly what it is. But then they're yeah. ripping off everything, <laughs> including your, the look. Your
0: examples from a movie in 1982, Papal.
1: Jeez. I think it was 1990, but yeah, I, I realized the minute I said it, I was like, he was not even born when this film came out. That's, that's a fantastic movie. It's one of the greatest, like, the greatest line is delivered on a balcony in Queens in that film. But it, it, it is that, you know, it is that whole, like, ripping people off. And I'm not suggesting they're just ripping people off, but actually profiteering on someone's marketing is shady, in my opinion. Uh, hmm. It's not something I'd like to get into. But then they sell them very cheap to people who can't afford them. And there's a bit of me that goes, there's a little bit of Robin Hood in that. And I think, you know, being from, from the British Isles, we 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 grow up with the sort of Robin Hood in us. We all think, you know, eh, if it's helping poor folk. But then I've also heard, and I, I don't own any of the pedals, so I've never tried any, um, but I've also heard the quality isn't the same. Like the the sound isn't actually as good with some of them. And that sucks. Because if you are going to rip someone off, do it well.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you have like the Friedman, what well, are they? They have, they have the Friedman pedal, the... Um, Friedman, the spelled with two E's. Right? Other ones reminds that like, right. Monty Python. It, well, yeah. yeah, then they come out with the Fredman, yeah, or yeah. whatever it was. And it's like, if you're going to rip it off, like you said, Richard, at least do it properly. Like, do a good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, b- brands like us and we had this problem with the triple rec a, a while back. Like there was, Still there was a, thing. Yeah. Is this, yeah. So there's companies that just basically take your trademark and say, this is, this is a genuine Wampler pedal. And it's not, but then you get the customers that buy that. that have problems with it. that want us to fix it. And I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to fix a counterfeit pedal. It's just not going to happen. You know, and I'm sorry, but I can't do that. So it, it creates real problems on the backside of of stuff, you know, not just like, oh, well, we don't sell as many triple rect.
2: Yeah. Well, when you're talking about like proper counterfeit stuff, because like uh, the argument could be made for the demon effects thing that like, it's, it's one step above everybody painting their tube screamer clone green, which kind of everybody does. There's a reason for that. It's based off, like you're, you're visually showcasing what the pedal is based Mm on. So you could argue that, the The Friedman Fredman thing though is probably pushing it a bit too far in my eyes, but um a black and gold pedal probably wouldn't be um but if you're if you're completely counterfeiting a pedal, then it's uh, that's completely yeah well now, I, I mean it's illegal that, that is <laughs>
1: yeah that is and that is unfortunately that does happen a lot, <laughs> yeah. but it happens a, yeah. a lot in countries that just don't have a copyright law that will protect any of the manufacturers i mean there are like various random kind of South American Wampler clones out there that we can do nothing about because the minute we shut them down, they open straight back up and sell three more and then, right. you know, rinse and repeat. Mm. Uh, but I I feel that the demon effect stuff is kind of treading in between, you know, the, the territory of a normal pedal manufacturer and, and those guys. And it, it's a little bit, you know, I don't know. I'd say the word smelly, but it, it. I can't smell anything at the moment, thanks to the COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not, so not not the best. So business,
0: thinking right? of smell. Thinking. Uh, thinking. Speaking of smelly, Richard, we're at almost an hour. I've got oh, one Jesus. more qu- one more question I wanted to ask you, real quick. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna move to Patreon. If you're welcome to join us for Patreon, you don't have to, but uh, we'd love to have you if you want to hang out. Um, so my last question. You personally, based on what you've seen so far, and I know you've done tons of research over the past few years, where do you feel like in your gut, what is the guitar market and the guitar pedal market, guitar pedals and amps? I guess I should say. What does that market look like in 10 years from now to you? Uh,
2: everybody's going to use combos. Combo, Everybody. like combo digital just units combo or amps. amps. Just, just, I'd say amps, combo amps. Interesting. Um, I mean, that's, I,
0: So you don't see the digital modeling taking guitar amps out of the equation then?
2: Uh, Not completely. I think it's going to get more popular, but you have to use in-ears if you're gigging with that. I think every gigging guitar player is going to be using like Boss Katana 50 watt sized something from... It doesn't matter what amp brand, Orange, Marshall, Ingle, whatever it's all going to be a combo. No matter what genre it is, it's going to be a one by 12 See, see that's really yeah. interesting, because
1: certainly with some of the uh, companies in the same stable, the, the Booty Camps uh, stable, we've released some high-end combos and heads, and the combos have just not been selling anywhere near as well as the heads. And mm-hmm. every time I ask people for for combos, they're like, you want the head? I'm like, really? And not from our company, but from other companies. They're like, yeah, yeah, you, you want, them, trust me. And I'm like, do I, I actually... I really like combos, but that is a very interesting observation because we've definitely seen bigger, like, you know, 4x12 rigs diminish in sales, oh, yeah. especially during the pandemic. People are like, I'm playing at home, I don't need it. But we're kind of seeing, you know, like, you're familiar with the Friedman IRX? the um, Yeah. I mean, that sold great numbers and is actually a really, really good product. Um, I, I've got one, and the reason I've got one is I was sent one to test and then I just rung up our boss and I was like, I'm not sending it back. It, it's so good. Cause it's like having a Marsh lamp in your headphones or in your DAW perfectly. So I think there's a, a, a lot of room for that too. But I hadn't really thought about the combo element, Bry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's based entirely off like I, I frequent guitar shops regularly just cause I like going there and, you know, Oh, what have you got? Oh, they've got these guitars. I want to play hey. them. And there's, there's three main ones where, where I am located. And not one of them. I I know one of them has a half stack. That's it. Everywhere else, like the shop, will be covered with combos. That's what they sell here because combos. Maybe a couple of lunchbox heads, but four by twelves. You you're not getting that on a bus or a train. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get a one by twelve combo one. Right. They they're really realistically all you need to play a gig. Um, because stages are getting quieter and quieter so i'd say in 10 years time the combo amp is going to be the thing and if you want to you know go to a studio or whatever there's a 4x12 you can just you can just plug that into your into your 4x12 and you've got right. essentially a head and a 412 um just got you, you've got a head with an extra option right. mm-hmm. uh is all it is and and i think because i i'm also looking at like the second hand market here People can't get rid of their Marshall heads. They're big, heavy monsters that they're selling for like one fifth of the price that they paid for them and no one's buying them.
1: So. Yeah, people are paying I, I five times retail for a Tumnus pedal that has <laughs> two different diodes in it. Different ah, knobs. The and a mini Tommas. It's the mini. That's why. If it was the full size, it
2: wouldn't happen. Too big, too heavy. Well,
1: yeah. Well, we're going to see because we're going to release that. But, I mean, I think you know, with the Tumnus yeah. is a, is a great example because you know the changes mechanically are different, but it just looks different. It feels different. It's a collector's piece, so I get it. Like, pay what you want for them. It's not our problem, uh, and we didn't make the market. Uh, but my eBay user... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to announce that a surplus of stock on my eBay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. But well, I, look, I, I think, as you say, we, we've we accidentally overrun Yeah,
0: it. we um, went over a little bit. Sorry about that. That's a good sign.
1: Um, uh, it means we enjoyed ourselves. Um, so let me... We let me, uh, didn't eliminate ourselves, either or. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So I want to make sure everyone can find you um, at all the
2: appropriate places. So um, just type in KDH Guitar into whatever browser you may use, and my face will show up somewhere. And
0: so mainly, of course, mainly YouTube. You do have an Instagram, I believe, right?
2: Um, yes. If you want to see pictures of my cats cuddling <laughs> guitars, you can go to that. Oh, no TikTok channel, though. I don't think. Right. Two two cats. No, I hate TikTok. no TikTok <laughs> channel. So
0: don't don't worry about that. But. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's been great hanging out with you. Uh, you know, love to have you back on again sometime,
2: for sure. Thank you. And uh, it was an interesting conversation, <laughs> that's for sure. Cheers,
1: Keelan.
0: I want to give a big, huge shout out to our executive producers Bill Bays, Justin Burke, David Tindall, Haas, Dave Trombetti, Shannon Weaver and the band Reduced to Rest, Eric Wilson, Vidar Frostad, Michael Freer, Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks, Patrice Fournay's Dylan Talks Tone, Scientific Uppercut, Kevin Harrington, Barry from Grez Guitars, Tom Kelly, Jake Young from the Man the Helm podcast, Pigsy, John O'Neill, Robert Carr, Hunter Hudson, Rob Stokes, El Giborito, I think I said that right, <laughs> Nick Spaniel, Sasha Sir, Jay Stratton, Seth Williford, Harry Post, Grumpy Mike, Harby Pedals, Allison Carroll, Patrick Zeller, Bum Laser, Anthony Stevens, Chris Brown, Philip Carter of the 40 Watt Podcast, Mark Bauman, and Christopher Logan. Thanks so much. Really appreciate everyone. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, simply email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts, Also, check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob, and make sure you check out WamplerPedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, twice the amount of podcast episodes, simply check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Chasing Tone Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.